It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. It's Thursday, we're back in the booth. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack on today's show. Gordon, we're going to talk about a historic pole vault competition yesterday in Europe, and then start digging more into some NCAA fields. You're going to propose some potential double, triple conundrums. Also, big deal or not a big deal. Does that sound right? I think that sounds right. I mean, this weekend's kind of a a light weekend Mm -hmm. in general in the track and field world. Next weekend... It's going to be crazy. You have, obviously, Olympic trials, all the conference championships, and that BU last chance meet. Sorry mm-hmm. to talk to the meet director. It's going to be it's going to be pretty hot. It's going to be a good meet. There's going to be some fast, fast times. We don't have the official list. We won't know that till Monday, mm-hmm. but he gave hints that there's going to be some fast people running. So well, and we, we know from the people we talked to at USA's, some of the people that, that are going or that have already said that they're interested, a lot of Bowerman presence there, perhaps. Um, it's going to be our de facto world championships. Yeah. It's yeah. the world championships in Boston just for the distance race. Boston championships. There it is. I'm excited. Uh, if there was world championships this year in the pole vault, no doubt Mondo would have the gold locked up. He vaulted yesterday, almost broke the world record three times in 12 days, took attempts. He bumped it up one centimeter again. He cleared 607, which prior to the last couple of weeks would have been a huge story. Mondo cleared 607. Yeah. Wow. His PR... Um, that's a, that's a, a PR for him, but in light of the the progressive world records that he's set, people are like, okay, now on to the next height. Took three shots at a new world record, uh, didn't get it, but was interesting at the same time, Sandy Morris was vaulting at 5.03, which would have been a women's world record. So simultaneous world record attempts, I guess the fans there, I hope, appreciated that, because that's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. But I was thinking, where does my? I mean, I think I talked about you or Kev Lincoln with about this. But yeah, we're the same people. We're the same people. Where does Mondo go from here? I mean, now that like he's making six oh seven, yeah, not be impressive anymore because of his own doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like now, like the expectation on him is, it's like a boring, not a good performance unless he breaks a world record. Yeah, I think we're still right now. It's still exciting. Yeah, right. It's, it's in the same like month. And he cleared it by so much yeah. that you're wondering what else he can do. Will we get to the point where 605s are ho-hum? Yeah, I think we will. And that's just a credit to him. I wonder, though, can he get good enough? Because we know how crazy the pole vault is, right? You do projections and predictions. Yeah, you know yeah. how many times what you have on the sheet doesn't match up the actual results. Can Mondo get so good that he's just, like, basically championship proof? That he could have an off day? Yeah. And still be good enough because I've heard a lot of people compare the pole vault kind of to golf, where it's just like anything. It doesn't. The favorite can have a bad day, and everything can go wrong. Can he get to like to peak Tiger Woods era, where he was just like, well, he could still have a bad day, but he's like five shots ahead of everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like when uh, Mutaz Barshim like jumped over, like, did a scissor kick over to high jump. Yeah. Because it was just, like, the super low height. Yeah, yeah. Like, will just... six meters be the scissor jumps for, he for won- Mondo? What if he doesn't, like, enter? He, he... Doesn't enter till everyone's gone? Right. Like, 
I mean, he, like a, treating it like a high school or college. Meet? He almost did that in college, and certain competitions this year. I mean, yeah, I mean Kendricks is, is still really solid, and there's some other good vaulters, but um, with a few scratches or something like that, you could see a, a very high level meet where Mondo gets in At super like late, five eighty five, and then yeah, like, I, I win. Yeah, like one vault, and then it does get kind of like, okay, wait, what are we, what are we watching here? Uh, but it, I mean, it's right now. It's so cool. I mean, I'm kind of bummed in a way that it's happening in in indoors. I know it has to happen in indoors a lot because the variables are a little more controlled. Well, it has to happen in indoors because it's indoor season. Well, right. But I'm saying it'd be, it'd be if it was closer to outdoor, it'd be it would be just ramp up, ramp up, and yeah. then and then there'd be no loss of momentum. Also, indoors there's a meet every two days. It seems like. Yeah, I'm just you know, I I go back to it, but I just think like. What's, what's, like, his motivation now for, like, these regular season meets? I guess it's just collect appearance fees? Just put Puma right at the, at, at the opposite end of, of Puma's a like, We didn't know you were this good. Yeah, we didn't know you were going to do the one centimeter trick. That reminds me of, uh, that happened to Arius Merritt, I believe. Uh, he had a bonus, I think, like, a fifty or $100,000 bonus every time he broke 13 seconds oh that's good and he broke like 13 seconds like 10 plus time in a season it was like in 2000 2012 yeah okay yeah and apparently they were like shit whoops we should have done that (laughs) (laughs) there's been a lot of that'll be good look into there's been a lot of good like oh shit contracts well you know who got the best contract kyle merber kyle merber wrote the legendary contract i don't know if that's true or if that's rumored has that been confirmed about his world record i mean bonuses a world record's a world record right yeah yeah. i mean i heard it secondhand we should have asked him when we had i think it's true i think it's true i think i talked to him like back in europe or something a few years ago and i think it is true that there was no distinction that had to be an individual world record so you got dmr and was it four by eight or was it the DMR four, twice? It like a four by mile. Too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Four by mile. Yeah, I mean he ran basically the same time that every college kid runs in the like the top twelve of the DMR. He ran like two fifty three, and then he's like ah, fifty thousand dollars world record. Absolute genius, right there. Mondo's doing a similar thing. I don't know. I mean that's the move though, right? Yeah. You don't break it by a ton. It's harder to do in running events. It's yeah. not like when you're running the last fifty meters of a steeplechase, you're looking at the clock. Because Beatrice Chepkovich broke it by 16 seconds. Probably not a smart move. Yeah, because if you uh, think of that one... 12 seconds, something like that. Mondo jump, uh, jumped, leaped? What do you call it? Jump, you can go jump or vault. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what, a foot over the world record when it looked like it? So he has like 12 times, 12 yeah. increments of you know, a centimeter here, a centimeter there. Well, a lot of world records. Well, Sandy Morris said she thought that was like a 6.30 jump when we asked her. And she knows a lot about pole vault than I do. But the, just the way he was yeah. over. And, yes, yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot between a lot centimeters. 6.18 and 6.30. There's a lot of money in between that, too. You should do a Photoshop with all the ca- like a stack yeah, of it's just like, yeah, just... It looked like your computer screen when it, when it like, freezes. It goes, <laughs> do, 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 do. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, but uh, it's like Hugh laying on a pile of cash and breaking bad. Yes. <laughs> I always thought this. What'd you think? Call me crazy. I think that the way we do pole vault, high jump should be changed. I think we should do pole vault and high jump the same way we do long jump and triple jump and shot put. Explain. It should be just how high you go. Lasers. Oh. Well, you could say the thing about long jump, right? Get rid of the board, right? Yeah. And just measure it. But at least they have, you, the thing about long jump, you don't try, you're not trying to jump over a line. Right, like, right. Oh, right. yeah, delete, get... Get across this line and move on to the next round. So you're saying a pole vault with no bar? 
Yeah, pole vault with the laser, and it just matches your highest point. Oh. I want to, I want to inverse both sports. I want pole vault and high jump to have lasers and see how high you go. Okay. And then I want long jump and shot put to be competitions the same way they do, like, high jump competitions where you throw it 20 meters. All right, you, you clap. Now you have to throw it 20 and a half meters. Oh, interesting. And you just keep go throwing. So you only get six throws. <laughs> you just keep throwing until your last person throwing. You have three attempts to get over a certain distance. Oh, okay. I mean, that might be a terrible idea, but there's been a lot of terrible field ideas. Oh, that'd ideas be terrible. From... That'd be a good idea. No, I'm saying... I... It's like an elimination. Ball, with the bar, I... because it's like you got to get up, over, and down, right? And when you see people have trouble with the bar in all three yeah. spots. Well, you have lasers that go out sideways. For... You, you figure it out. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think what's cool about, though, the way, the way it is right now is only pole vault and high jump could have that scenario that they had in leaving yesterday, yeah. where it was, okay, three people... World record or, or bust yeah, right yeah. now. Like you, you're not getting that in the long jump because. Okay. Well, well the thing about long jump, triple jump, shot put, and all the other throws is like, there's a lot of situations where like the person throws the farthest throw in the in first, first round, round yeah. and then they yep, yep, yep. lots of fouls and like, you don't really see like this crescendo building up to the end of like the top people facing. Sometimes you do get it where people throw their best throw at the end. Yeah. And that's like the best moment. But in this, you would guarantee that like the best people are always throwing at the end of the competition because so, so that's you're eliminating you, people. So that's what you like about the pole vault and the high jump. Yeah. Is that but I want to get rid of it for high jump and pole vault. <laughs> Separate the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> and put it... I just, just want to switch it. I want to put a virtual sand pit okay. in the sky for pole vault and high jump. You want more lasers. And I want a metal bar in the shot put and long jump. It would be actually cool if there's a metal bar in a long jump pit because then there's chance of injury. And that makes it more wild. So you're saying, you're saying, so for the shot put, for example, it's like, for the men, it's like, okay, 18 meters right now. Yeah. And you have three attempts to get 18 yeah, get meters. Yeah, get over. Throw it over, you're good. So boom, toss it, it's easy, 19 meters. Yeah. Okay, you got three attempts. And then you could skip, you could do it, you could pass, oh, I'm pass, I'm going to go to the next one. Next one, and then, but you have to have a mark. You three chances. Okay, we'll see what that does. That's like, in terms of your terrible ideas, on the smaller end of terrible. Because, no, because you could still get an honest measurement too right yeah like oh my god she threw the world record or so and so yeah you can still be like you only get credit for you only move on to the next round but you can still get credit for your mark which pole vault and high jump you don't, don't. Do. Yes. All, you get the 617 you get the 618 and that's, you could, and you that's could, it he vaulted 630 but he only gets credit for 618 yeah or 17 so how would it work in terms of okay the shot put line moves to 21 meters and there's only two people left yeah they both clear 21 meters, and then they all fail at 22 meters. How does that work? Just the tiebreaker is farthest throw of the competition. What if when they're at the 21-meter mark, someone throws 22 meters? So that, does, that doesn't count? Like they still have to then clear 22 when it's time No, to yeah, they still got to clear 22. Okay. 22. So you could have a situation where you have an early round big throw that doesn't yeah. matter. It but, makes the end of the competition matter more than the beginning. It's like playoffs. You know, you want playoffs to matter more than regular season. Speaking you, of that, you have to measure out your effort, basically. Yeah. Don't don't throw your twenty-one meter throw when the line's at nineteen. And that's what high jumpers do. They Just don't do try to like go all out and try to. Jump. What I like with the long jump, and they've kind of done this, but not really. But uh, my old old club coach said this, basically like one on you know, do three jumps, then seed them, and then do a bracket, and it's one jump each. Two, three. Then what do you mean bracket? Oh, so you like. Whoever. So if I had the best jump of the first three rounds, I'm the number one seed and I'm going against the eight seed, for example. And then we each get one jump. Who's ever farthest advances 
Oh, but that, I don't like, I mean, that was good. But then there's, you know, the it's best cutthroat. jumper could foul. foul. It's like, well, you got to get rid of the fouls then. You got to figure out a way to where you just have a zone that you're jumping from and then they're measuring from the takeoff yeah. point. Yeah, we should get rid of uh, lines and jumping and also relay exchange zones. I, I'm, all, I'm always pro. Yeah, I heard you and Lincoln debating the best relay leg situations, yeah. and Lincoln thought a, a series of 200-meter runners would We're be so, slower than a miler somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he got that. Yeah, he's had a rough week. He, yeah, he has. But, like, yeah, I just think that... You're talking about playoffs before I cut yeah. you off. Oh, yeah, playoffs. Yeah. What do you think's on uh, the... I mean, this is not track-related, but what's pretend it is? What? The NFL adding another playoff round. Oh, they did? I didn't see that. Well, they're going to. They're gonna, it's gonna, instead of six, it's going to be seven. Oh. And now only the top seed gets a bye. Oh, so it's a whole other, it's an extra weekend. No, the, so the, instead of wildcard weekend being four games, it's going to be six games. So basically now the number two seed is going to play this newly added seven seed. Okay. I kind of like it. That's incentivized competition in the regular season too, trying to get the or one seed. Or it could though, but a lot of times the people who get the one seed get it by week 13, so now there's no incentive to try to get the two seed. Ooh. Law of unintended consequences. Yes. I didn't think about. There's all sorts of innovation going on. Did you see the the All Star game, the NBA? Yeah, the, dude, that was good. The Elam ending. You're a fan of the Elam ending. Oh, great. We need to add that on track. I don't know how we do it. Uh, so for those who don't know, Elam is like they have a, a score you have to get to. There's no time. Yeah, it's basically like playground basketball. Yeah. So they played the first three quarters. Say the score was 100 to 90 after three quarters. They added 24 points in honor of Kobe Bryant to the team with the highest score, and that was the target score. So there was no really fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was just whoever can get to 124 first. So if you're the team that's 10 points ahead, you obviously have to score 24 points to win. If you're this team that has 90 points, you have to score 34 points yeah. that win. That was good, man. The, the drama? Well, the idea of it, right, is to get rid of the whole foul fouling game at yeah. the end of uh, basketball games and to create more, I guess, authentic, true-to-form plays. kind of kills the whole idea of sideline out of bound plays and all that other yeah. stuff it's more again like i said like playground it's like first you're playing first, first one to 11 or whatever they need to change it they need to make it got to win by two and you can't win on a foul shot that's my only changes which i think they will do because it ended on a foul shot which is kind of like yeah but how do you not make it and then people just foul you have to make when, it so you win by two. Oh, or i guess just fouls when you're down <laughs> fouls just you just do sideline out of bounds and then you just keep getting yeah fouled. but then they just keep fouling and so yeah. they never get a shot off yeah 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 i don't know that's, that's tough. But in general, it sounded yeah. like it, it worked. I think it's interesting because you just take out the dimension of you're usually, when you're behind, you're competing against two forces, the other team and the clock. Yeah. And now it just is. You're just the other team. The team. The, the clock doesn't matter. It's like baseball. I don't know how the Elam ending would work in track. Uh, yeah. I like how, tr like, you contrast the different ball sports out there of how they end uh, and how, like, they produce dramatic finishes. Uh, it's, you know, obviously, baseball, it's like, yeah, there's no clock, but you can also come from behind from 10 runs in the last inning. Uh, you know what I think they need to change in mm -hmm. track? The way they qualify. I think they do it. Uh, they do a good job at this in some field events. Yeah. But they don't do it in running events. You know, like 1,500, you have two, twos, two heats, mm -hmm. and it's top four auto, and then next two fastest. It should be... Uh, top four auto, next two fastest, but also have a, if you run this fast, you're also qualified. So then it'll encourage yeah. prelims to be fast because then there's no incentive to sit and kick because you like, if I run 335, I go to the final no matter what. 
What if you get a whole bunch of people, though, into the final? You just you deal make with the, it? You don't make the time easy. You make the time, like, you want to reward per people for going out, you know? You make it, like, a certain percentage of whatever the world lead is that year or something? Yeah. You can make it the Olympic standard. Yeah. If you run the Olympic standard in the prelim. And you know that 12 people aren't going to run the Olympic standard yeah. in the prelim. Yeah. For, you're talking about for distance races. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of times when... Until the U.S. gets as good as Kenya, and then you need to switch it. Yeah, yeah, But, like, I just feel like there's a lot of times when, like, there are good athletes who get, who just get in the wrong heat. Like, I think about... Uh, this happened recently, like, two years ago. Clayton Murphy was in the same heat with Drew Wendell at uh, U.S. Indoors. Mm-hmm. And he... It was... It turned out to be a slow race. Yeah. He got second to Drew Wendell. Drew Wendell, who went on to medal. Silver, yeah. Right? He barely lost him. He like lost him by a lean, but because the race he was in, Clay, Clayton Murphy clearly was one of the top people to be in the U.S. final. But yeah. because he was in a slow heat and got out leaned by Drew Window, who went on to be really good, he gets knocked out early. And I don't think that is fair to like say like, you know. So under the MAC qualification system, the MQS, you'd say yes, you'd say okay, we have. In the semis at USA's, we have two heats of six, right? And we basically need to eliminate it Two down heats of eight, you mean? Or what, do you, what, what event are we talking about? 800. Okay. Yeah, two heats of six. Two heats of six, no, right? three heats of six. Okay. So, so say we have three heats of six, and you're going to go... Winners two, all go. Well, hold on. Let, let me just do the old way first. It'd be two plus two, right? No, it wouldn't be. It'd be three one, plus, one plus three. One plus three. Yeah. yeah. So the heat winners plus the next three fastest. Yeah. Under the MQS, what would it look like? So it would be the heat winners plus the next three fastest plus if you run 140 under 147. Okay. And so you're not part of that group. So that would just so add in. So there could be seven, eight people in yeah. the final? But assuming, though, that... Or does it bump out the slowest? No, no. No, it doesn't bump, bump anyone out. Queue. Okay. It just—it doesn't really work for. I think it. Sh- I think it should bump out the low Q. What's wrong with bumping out the low Q? The lowest, the lowest non-automatic qualifier. Well, but they would have gotten bumped out anyway because they would have ran fast. Well, but if it did, if it different, different heat though. No, but the the whole idea is to give someone who's not a non-automatic qualifier, because, but they still ran fast. They would have. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, what if like heat one, for example. It's Brazier, and he runs 144. This is the yeah. scenario. Uh, Murphy runs 145, and then Wendell runs 146, right? So, oh, I get it. You're saying Wendell would get in as yeah. a small queue anyway because yeah, of the yeah, chances yeah. So, of them. The whole, but yeah, it, it would solve itself. It solves itself because it's just time. It mainly works more in 1,500, I think. Well, it's mainly psychological of like, oh, crap. Well, I better just let me just run a 140. I think you need to make yeah. it a little slower than the Olympic standard because that's a little too ambitious. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. will be like, write it off. You need to put it to where it's like it'll get the race going a little it's bit. It's more. It's really more for 1500 prelims and 5K prelims at the Olympic trials. Okay. Because like 5K prelims and Olympic trials is like they, these 13, 10, 13, sub 13s, 1320 guys run a 1350. Yeah. 14, something 14 flat. And then the next heat just all runs 1340 and they're yeah. all in because yeah. the 1340 crew is like, and it's just. And they had the luxury of going second, so then they knew, like, oh, they all went 14 flat. It's just all went 13.50, and we're all going to yeah. take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. But now you know that, you know, you can control your own destiny. You don't need the people around. 
just being able to control your own destiny, being able, it just allows for some kid to be like, college kid to be like, hey, I'm going to go out there and run 13.30 and get in no get matter in. what. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't care if I finish 10th, I'm on 1330. The worst prelims, I think everybody agrees, are steeple prelims. Yeah. Because nothing ever interesting has ever happened in a steeple prelim. John from Let's Run and I always talk about this one in the mix zone. We're like, is this going to be the year when, is this going to be the race? Is this going to be the meet where something happens? But I think that's, I bet if you followed like Kenyan steeple prelims in their championships, there'd be drama. There's just not the depth in the United States. Yeah, it is mind boggling to look at the time of like the eighth fastest wo- Eighth fastest American woman in the steeple, and Emma Coburn. Compare them to one to eight. Yeah, like yeah. that per that time difference compared to the time difference of the eighth fastest five k woman. Yeah. And right. Shelby. Yep. It is so much shorter. Yeah. And it's just like there isn't enough well, women, the, right? And you know, and on the men's side, even too, the men. Like, yeah, I'm gonna say. I mean, it's not as yeah. as pronounced on, on the men's side. But, but you, if you go, I mean, you see, like on the women's side, you see like nine fifty three k steeplers. In the same heat with yeah. people who run sub nine ten, yeah, like that doesn't, yeah, yeah. Well, on the men's side of things, that you're seeing Jagger, who's eight, you know, eight flat guy, yeah. right, with people in the final who 840. are forty, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say yeah. even eight thirty, like yeah. that's for a three thousand meter race. That's that's a that's a huge disparity. Yeah. Um, so I'd be for something there, but I don't think that would necessarily help because it's not like they're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go run the. Well, I think, yeah, what they need to do is they need a they need straight a, final. They should make the. I wonder if yeah, you, it should be straight final. Make make this make the standard a lot harder where it can always be a straight final. I wonder if you went straight final if you'd see Steeple starting to double. Yeah. And how different would Jager's career have been if all through the years he could have been doing have that five k extra? Because remember, he made the five k team way back when, when he was still. Could uh, you double three k Steeple and something at Worlds? Yeah, they changed you, that so much. You should have the schedule memorized because for those who don't know, Kevin. <laughs> What, 200 days out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. days out? Yeah. You would literally look at the Doha schedule yep. at least twice a day. You get a tab on your computer. I want to internalize it. It's February 13th, <laughs> and you're looking at the Doha schedule and be like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to have lunch this day. Yep, I did actually plan it out to that level. I, why were you that serious about uh, your schedule? It's really weird. I just thought it was interesting because they, cause they change it every time. It's yeah. not like, remember, remember when you were in high school? I don't know I about you. I was in high school. Wasn't the meet the same the, every single time? Yeah. And it's just weird that we get to the highest level of track and field, and it's just like... Let's change it up. Let's change up. This goes first. That goes first. Yeah. It's inter- it was interesting to me, one, for the for the potential doubles, because I'd always forget, oh... This is not double possible anymore. Right. Uh, because the men's 10 was at the end of the meet, which I always thought was weird. And for the Olympic trials, it's going to be the same thing, where the men's 5 comes first. I always thought it should go 10 and then 5. I could never keep the 15-5 stuff straight. I could never keep the 8-15, the 4 and the 2. I never knew who was winning. And I also just like it from like a perspective of like, okay, this night, who's going to be running? But here's the thing. Regardless, you can like all this stuff, but this is stuff you look in, uh, at in your hotel room the night before. No, no, no. no. You, gotta, you don't need to you look gotta, at it you gotta be, a year out. No, you got to have you got to have it internalized. I don't... It, this is reminding me. I don't have memorized the Tokyo schedule yet. Yeah. And we're, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be there, so it's a little different. But no, don't you think it's interesting though? Like when stuff happens, because you have ten nights, right? Yeah, which is also stupid. Yeah, ex- I agree. should be four days. I agree. I agree. Same way. Maybe tops, tops yeah. of six, but yeah. yeah, you could you could maybe talk me into four. Um, NCAs does it in four. It's interesting. It's like, interesting. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, yeah, it's two and a half times the need of NCAAs, I guess. You uh, 
what's interesting to me is you have, you have all these days. You have 10 days, right? So there's not that many finals each night, right? And everybody's got to be, it's like who's trying to figure out who's the story of that day. Yeah, yeah. Because if you remember in Rio, Van Eekerk's 4303 was the same night as Bolt. And so there was a lot of like, I think Van Eekerk got even more attention. Now 4303, you're going to get attention regardless. But it was because like, oh, a lot of people are tuning in to watch Bolt. And they're like, wait, who is this guy? Yeah, how fast did he? he broke Michael Johnson's record? Like, that's pretty crazy. He just ran a 100 meter dash. Yeah, 10-6. 10-6. And ran a 157, 800. 157? I was trying to find yeah, the time. a grass 800. So. Have you ever seen a, seen a, a grass track? I haven't. Have you? I went to Jamaica and saw a grass track. It's kind of interesting. Was it, like, very manicured? No. But, like, you could tell, like, this is where they... It was just weird. I was seeing Shelly and Fraser Price doing sprints, like, block starts on grass tracks. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I like... like, the world-class sprinters literally, like... There's, like, only, like, one Mondo track in, like, Jamaica. Jamaica, right. And there's no... Or, like, two. There's two of them. Don't they say there's, like, very there's like two or three steeple pits in all of Kenya? I don't know yeah. if that's actually true. But uh, you brought up tennis before. Multiple surfaces. How about a grass? A clay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hard court with Mondo? Just, just uh, do that. rotate around the three surfaces. I like the aesthetics of a grass track. It, like, it looked, it looked cool. I know they do that race in Australia, the Stalwell Gift. Have you heard of that? No. It's all, like... And they've had big time people come. Like they have some fast Jamaicans come, but it's it's too complicated to get into, I guess. But okay. basically, they don't get into it. Well, they do. They do like handicap racing in terms of like they figure out. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. And then they stagger the start. Yeah. But it's all on these grass. Wasn't races. there a drama of some guy like faking his handicap? Yeah. To in order to win it. I think there's been a lot, and there's like different age groups and stuff. But like, like Kathy Freeman, the the great four hundred meter runner. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of really great runners have run it, and it's funny when you like see the clips on YouTube. They're like walking down some person who's probably like really good for Australia, but yeah. like they're not an Olympic gold medalist. Um, yeah, Van Niekerk, one fifty seven and eight hundred. So he's not doing any more eight hundreds. So that was it. He's not gonna remember when. What's his name? Try to do an eight hundred. Jamie Warner. Yeah, yeah. I for those who don't know, we tried to live broadcast that meet. Ooh, that was bad. It was like in the, it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So there was, like, no place to like put a camera up high enough to like see the track. No internet. Oh geez. No power. So you're running on battery. It was. It was. Where was it? In Texas State. Somewhere in Texas. Doesn't say. Yeah. So it. We tried to do it live. Eventually, we just filmed it and uploaded it because that's all that mattered. But like, that's what you learn is like doing a live event. Not every place that has like. Yeah. Power and... I've seen that race. Yeah. Fenton was... was I think Fenton, Fenton went to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, Fenton's, it was Fenton's idea, so... He's like, hey, go, he Ryan. Had, he had to own it, so... <laughs> he came like, where's the internet? Everybody yeah. was super curious about Warner. I mean, I think they'll be more curious to see what Warner did, like, five years before that race, but... Yeah. You never get them when you want to see them. It's always when they've, they're not as good at their primary event that they move on. You know what I... One of my big uh, track regrets here... And it's clear now because Radisha's not that good. I always wanted to see him in a 1500. Yeah. Like, I know he came from the 400, so he's more a speed-based guy. But especially when all before Chariot came and all those races were tactical, I was like, Radisha can definitely, like, chill and run, like, a couple 62s and then kick off that. Yeah. I would rather, I would want to see uh, Brazier be on the relay pool. And I think the fact that U.S. never really lets... 800 meter runners be a part of four by four, I think is a travesty. So, because they all they're all for letting the 400 hurdlers do it. Yeah, they let 200 meter runners sometimes do it. 
What's he got to do to get on? Do you think run one, open one? I mean, he's got to show something, right? Yeah, but like he knows he he could e- easily run. He is easily better than the sixth best four by hundred guy. Like you get top six in the in the U.S. final, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but I like to see him in the four. I mean, look, this is this is my like. Devin Dixon is an 800 meter runner, but he splits 43 seconds at a 400. Yeah, I think Brazier split a 45.9 in high school. Okay. In high school. Yeah, yeah. No, he's fast. He's fast. Brazier will easily split 43 seconds in a four by four. Hundred percent. Not. I would. I'm willing to bet everything. Okay. Like just everything. everything. Every, Donovan, like you if you're watching, it's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Everything that he would split four, sub 44 seconds in a four by four. Okay. If you're a 142 runner. And he, he easily. Yeah. Well, the U.S. has a lot of, not a lot of guys, but yeah. plenty of guys who could do that. But so. I just feel like we sh- it would be cooler to, I mean, look, look at the Emmanuel Courier. He can split 40, 43 seconds. He, you've told me this numerous times. Right? But, yeah. like, it's the same, con- it's the same, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, Kenya should do it, too. There's so many, like, uh, if you take Kenya's 800-meter team and yeah. put them in a 4x4. They'd be good. They would make a, the world final. Yeah. Who's on your four by four this year then, for the U.S.? Who makes it? If, if I could, if I could, no, because you do it for the most possible like retweets. You'd put like Holloway, Norman, Benjamin, and Brazier on there, and be like, "This is." I good mean, I'll put Tom. Holloway. <laughs> yes. And I'll put Curly, and I'll put Norman, and then it'll be Holloway, Curly, Norman. You want to put Ryan Benjamin on there? I don't know yet. Okay. It, it, and then I would have to have a, a race off between. <laughs> Kamari Montgomery, yeah. Rye Benjamin, Devin Dixon, and Donovan, Donovan Brazier. Okay, but who's actually going to be on the team this year? Who do you think? Who do I think actually will make the Yeah, I mean, the, so they... Isn't there another stupid ass co ed thing where they let like 20 people pretend they're champions? I think, uh, hey man, they got some world record money there. Obi ran the first round, your guy Obi ran the first round of uh, like the co ed They one? broke the world record, but then I asked. Because then in the final, a different team rebroke it. Yeah. I asked when I was at the meet. See, this is why you gotta be prepared. You gotta know the schedule. If, if they get credit for the world record, I it was only if it gets broken twice. It's whoever has the better, whoever breaks, whoever breaks it second is the one who gets the bonus. So I don't think they got the bonus. So Obi. Well, that's that bullshit crew. because it wasn't in the same race. It's a different day. You're right. But they, they're saying like at the conclusion of the championships. Oh, they, was that in the? They should. Yeah. It. No. No. That's what they. That, they. They pointed me to the language. I think. Um, because they would have had to do fifty thousand dollars twice. Well, they should have. Yeah, no, I've, dude, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, especially with that relay, it's so ridiculous that it's even in the meet. I think it's gonna be Norman, if obviously if he's healthy. Benjamin, Curly, Montgomery, Montgomery probably if he may. I just think it's that cooler. Third, to, that third spot's pretty open in the four hundred. I think it'd be cooler to, to do like a Holloway or you know just. We should get to enter a B team. The U.S. should get to enter a B team. Yeah. Also, why is? Yeah, everyone should be able. Yeah, why can't we? Why can't you sweep the four by four? Yeah, you should be able to. You should be able to three, enter. You get three relay teams. You should get. You get the time. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple, like, there's multiple teams in beach volleyball. Yeah. I mean, is that analogous to multiple people in the hundred? We I should guess. be able to have a second basketball team too. <laughs> All I mean, the that, U.S. final. I mean, who cares? We, we already know who's the best in basketball. I. That would be awesome, though. USA B and USA C. 
And they say C. It's just like like that dream. And they let you pick the, the C. They're like, Gordon, we'll do A and B. Can you handle C? And you're like, <laughs> or why don't? What if uh, you you had a, we had to qualify our four by four at trials? So it's like four guys have to be friends. I mean, like, all right, we're the team. So that would be, I think that would be cool because they would obliterate the world record. Well, never mind. They wouldn't obliterate the world record. World record's really fast. But they'd at least have a chance at the world record. Uh, I feel like by the time the Olympics come around and by the time that 4x4 final comes around, everybody is so exhausted. They're just dying to get to the line. If they had to run it to, like, when they're in in peak, 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 peak fitness uh, at, at trials, I think you could... I think you'd see faster times there. The women, I thought they actually had a shot at the world record. Um, because think about this: if if being on a relay team was part of like, they don't take the four best people and put them together. Like it's, you have to trial, you have to qualify as right. a four by four or as a four by one. It would encourage like pride and friendship. Training. No, it'll encourage pride and training groups. Yeah, you know, because it would be like, hey, like. Oh my goodness! Like Norman is now training with Benjamin. It would be like a bigger news story because like. Well, they can put together a good four by four. The same way we get excited about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving being on the same team, now you can get excited about certain sprint athletes being on the same team because, or same training group, because now we're like, whoa, that four by four is going to be. Who, who negotiates it? Like, could it be cross brands? I guess no, it wouldn't right? I mean, you would have to be like, hey. So my, Michael Norman just is like, all right, I'm Michael Norman. I'm going to try to recruit a team. Like, I'm going to be, like, the LeBron here and yeah. see who I can get to come. And then he would be like, I really want this Adidas athlete. Mm-hmm. He calls Nike, like, can you? Can we do a sign and trade? <laughs> give, give him one of the Lyles brothers. And then, you know, I'll, I'll take. Oh, so you have, you have to be on the same? Uh, no, you, you can be, you have, yeah, you can be unsponsored. What if you just, what, like, what if you just call him up and say, like, Michael Norman's like, hey, I know I'm the number one asset here, right? Because yeah. Of how fast I ran last year, but then uh, you'd the have a, dog. you'd literally have a Norman four by four and a Curly four by four. Right, right. so no, be awesome. Norman gets on his phone and is like, "Well, I already got Rye, right? Because we're roommates." Yeah. Then he tries to get two other people. And he's like, "Let's go to the Texas Relays and qualify." They go to the Texas Relays and they qualify with the number one time. Yeah, and then they're like, then they have to go and do it again at the Olympic trials. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Olympic trials. You have to you have to win the four by four at the Olympic trials for your team to be representing USA, and you're gonna have I kinda a like, Curly. Anchor going up against a Norman anchor, and it's going to be a lot. Of, it's going to be like, like it could be like an entirely USC based team or like an SEC type team. Yeah, and like this would be drama. It would be another way if you like, boom. And then basically, what they'll do is they'll the team would be worse, right? That's the team that eventually runs the Olympics, though, would be worse because you split up the talent. That's the no, way you this is where you change it. You uh, let the second place team be alternates, okay, and then you can sub them in. Yeah. But then how bad? This is cool. You can how win. bad are you gonna feel if you're the fourth guy and then you're like, yeah, actually, Fred Curley's gonna come in and run this because he's really fast. No, I like it. I mean, the, here's the thing though: like the women, there's like a very, I, I feel like Sydney, Muhammad, Jonathan, and Francis. Those are like four of the six fastest women in the world, right? You have Nasser and Miller Weibo out there, but Open 400, I think that would be the group right there, on the same team. So it would suck. From a U.S. perspective, if they all didn't end up on the same team, I like where you're going though, just from like a trials entertainment perspective. Yeah. And then you'd see who's like a good GM, like who's able yeah. to like recruit. Yeah. And like, but like, but hold on, why are we so fascinated about trying to see the four best people in the world in a four by four? Like, why is that more exciting than seeing like a team? 
Yeah, and I think like did because Toronto Raptors had one really good guy and then four scrubs. I hate the Toronto. Did that make their <laughs> win less entertaining Pascal than Siakam, a win work. like with like a super team? Yeah. Um, no, and I think there could be some unintended consequences here that times might actually drop in a way because they'd just be running the event more frequently. Now, indoors is weird. It's different, but that's a perfect example, right? Look at the ind- like USC running the fastest time in the world. Yes, they had two incredibly amazing guys, but then the other two guys, they could have found faster legs in the United States than those two. But because they were running it in a high-stakes race and because they ran it more frequently, they had shots at getting the record. Like, maybe these records would eventually uh, get quicker if they're running it on their own, right, to qualify, and then they're running it again at the trials, yeah. and they're running it again at the Olympics. Like, that's three different points in the season when they're running a high-level 4x4. We yeah. never see that. We see them do it once. 4x1, I mean, it's hard to imagine a different... Well, 4x1 would get much faster because then they're actually training train with, with each other. You yeah. know, yeah. Carl Lewis is like, my team is five-time national champions. Yeah. So you know, Carl like, Lewis just runs back. The, Carl Lewis, well, he, he, yeah, he, yeah, Mario Burks. Well, he'll he'll be he'll he'll recruit some, you know, because then it'll be like, all, like then there's gonna be a pitch. big announcement and be like Carl Lewis signs Ronnie Baker to a five year deal. Like, and it'll be cool. Yeah, I guess the thing the thing to like make it the thing to make it work. I mean, it's not gonna work, but the thing that I'm wondering in my head is like, is, who ultimately decides then? Is it the is it the athlete? They just have to they just decide which team they're on. Because there's no, like, coach, right? There's no manager or anything. It's, like... the coach of the athletes. Yeah, but so it's, like, Lyles is... But, like, who's in charge of putting it together? Like, who's coach? The first guy? I mean, who who put put together the Cleveland Cavaliers? The GM or LeBron? Well, you're right. That's why I think LeBron... Yeah, so, like, Sydney's... So, Noah Lyles would go to Lance Brahman and be like, Hey, I want to... I want my 4 by one team to win USA's and go to the Olympics. Yeah. He's like, all right, Brian's like, all right, I have the best runner right now. I need to find a way to put three guys around him yeah. to put together a good four-by-one, right? And but is there money changing hands here, or is it just like... Well, no, it's like join, 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 join this training group. Join, join this... Well, you have, to be in, you have to be in the group, or did you just have to like... No, you got to be on it's the up to the. It's up to the... It's up to how they want to do it. Right. If they want to have a long-distance no... relationship, they can do that. Yeah. But if they want to try to win, they yeah. could maybe train together. So Sydney goes to Joanna Hayes and is like, hey, I want Delilah to be on my team. Yeah. Delilah's like, hey, that sounds cool. Or Delilah goes to yeah. her. And, and says, then there'll be a time, there's going to be a Noah Lyles 4x1 and a Christian Coleman 4x1. And then there's going to be a time when Ronnie Baker is going to leave Coleman's group to join Lyles' group and it's going to be like big news. Crazy. Yeah. And then there's going to be a time when Lyles and Coleman are both 30 and they're going to say, fuck it. And Coleman's going to join Lyles and then we're going to be like, oh my God. They're yeah. together. This team's unstoppable. It would literally be awesome. I've heard a lot of ideas, a lot of and theories could, and, then and tracks. Ma- imagine if we did this with distance events, too. If, like... Relays? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, some, like, 4 by 8 teams or 4 by mile teams and all that shit. That'd be great. I was going to say, I've been covering track intently about 10, about 10 years. Okay. About 10 years. I mean, I've been paying attention to track for longer, but yes. about 10 years... And that's what I've been hearing, all these plans to save track, all these crazy, wonky, strange ideas. I've certainly had my fair share of them. I will say I've literally never heard this idea before, which is something. Right. That's saying that's something. Good. The fact that, I, that we're hearing a, a new idea in 2020, maybe you were, you were uh, inspired by the NBA All-Star Game or the NFL yeah, expanding the playoffs. I'm but, inspired by free agency, right? And like, Well, 
this isn't it's not just free agency. Yeah. It's the idea that why why does the why does the relay team need to be uh, the four best people? Why can't it be an, an or, a more organically yeah. formed team that races throughout the year? I mean, yeah. imagine if USATF said your relay team needs to be uh, four people. They need to be eligible to compete for the United States, and they need to run at trials. And in order to qualify for trials, you need to run this time, but you also need to make two appearances at two sanctioned meets, right? That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool to see multiple 4x1s and 4x4s uh, and not just not just showing up once and running it at the Olympic Games, right? Because that's what it is. Like, it's elevating the relays more. And, like, you'd even have, like, some of these teams would probably be five or six deep where they would have to run, you know, prelims and trials at the trials. So, like, they hold the holdout. Norman will, mm-hmm. will let his, you know, the the forty six second guy who just wants to be on the team mm-hmm. running the tri- in the prelims, and then he comes in and runs the finals. Yeah, yeah, and then like you think of, like I think that's worth it. I mean, it's fun. I almost think that that's worth the trade off of like, yeah, okay, we're not going to see them at the Olympics with like the the two best people may not be on the same team. They might, yeah. but I think it's worth it because it's it's the classic track dilemma of, do you want an interesting span of three, four, five, six months, or do you want an interesting week Yeah, and one interesting race? I'm willing to experiment with more things that make the whole year interesting. Yeah, and also, like, I'm not, I mean, I don't know how tennis does it, but, like, does tennis pick their double, like, the people who represent the doubles? Are they just, like, the two best individuals? No. Right? No, 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 they're doubles partners. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, a yep. team. Yep. So you think about it the same, same way. Same way, yeah. Well, that's the same with beach volleyball, right? Yeah. Beach volleyball. It's a team. It's not like, oh, we're pairing you and you, right? Because Misty May and Kerry Walsh played together forever, and they were, like, the two best, and then they've since split up, and yeah. I think they have different different partners now. I don't really know much about beach volleyball. That's the extent of it. But You watch it every four years, though. I try to avoid it. Got to be honest. Not a big beach volleyball really? fan. They just It's very boring to me. And the Americans dominating all the time. It's just not that. I think, what, indoor, I think indoor volleyball is more exciting. What's your a non-track Olympic event besides basketball? <sighs> non-track? Oh, summer Olympic event? Yeah. Both summer and winter. Well, winter hockey. I think hockey is you like watching hockey. Yeah, it's super super exciting. Um, Me, it's short track speed skating. They just fall a lot. It's and awesome. Everybody's getting DQ'd, and the guy who gets ninth wins. Yeah, you like it because part of the controversy. Yeah. Uh, summer. I mean, probably swimming just because it's on a bunch and it's kind of analogous to track. Although I get tired of like a million world records. Um, what else do I like in summer? Gymnastics. Mm, I mean, it's fine. It's probably, it'd probably be swimming. I'd probably say swimming. I don't even... I haven't really watched that much. I like gymnastics. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's just... I know this. people probably say it's about track, but it just seems to go on for forever because there's the team and then the yeah. individual. We only have 17 minutes left. Let's talk about what Sorry. you want to talk about. No, it's cool. That was a... Again, probably a horrible idea, <laughs> but at least it was like a unique horrible idea, and I like those. It's not... Because like... You hear the same things recycled yeah. with, like, slight tweaks. That thing is way out there. Uh, I like it. I like it. And, again, I'd be willing to, like, if I was the track commissioner, I'd be willing to, like, play with that for one. I mean, it would everybody would hate it because everybody hates change. But um, And the athletes, what would happen is no one would do it, right? They'd be like, well, I don't want to run extra relays. It's an Olympic year. I've got to keep my hammies ready to go. Like, people, like, wouldn't, wouldn't run it. So then the team that qualifies would end up being, like, a C team of like 
people. But then they, maybe they would go and they would no, win I think the gold they medal. Would do it. No, but they would go and they win the gold medal, and people would be like, "Oh damn!" Like I can win a gold medal. That team won. Like we should have been out there trying to win it. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. But like, do you think that? But like, last I know we only have. <laughs> We can talk as much as we want, but like sixteen but minutes. Li- uh, Norman and Benjamin didn't say like, "I don't want to run the USC four by four. I just want to run my individual." Event. You know what happens when people become pros? They get a lot more selective about what they're doing. It seems like they go from racing a ton to racing not yeah. at all. But you know, you you incentivize it worth like to their contract. Like, you can now win two national titles. Yeah, you win twice as much prize money. Yeah, you know all all that stuff. No, again, I think it's I think it's seeing an awesome race like that at the trials is is worth it. Gordon's laptop has now consumed the entire screen. Uh, you want you texted me about who I think's running what at NCAA, so we want to do that, right? And then you yeah. want to do some some T-fers So yeah, so first thing is there's a big one coming up. So I was talking briefly to one of the coaches about this, mm-hmm. but there are two very good, talented women in the NCAA, <laughs> uh, both of which are literally qualified in every event. You have Danny Jones and Whitney Orton. DMR, 15, 3, and 5. Yeah. Both of them. And. Well, Danny's no, not. No, they're, they're, you mean mile. So they're both in. Miles, the, they right. both have mile, top three mile times, top five DMR times, uh, top. Uh, Danny Jones doesn't have a 3K, 3K time yet, but she'll, she'll get it at NPSF. But they'll be top three 3K. They're top three in 5K. Danny Jones also has an 800 time, but she's not doing 800. So anyway, it's mile, 3K, 5K, DMR. What you can't do all four, um, you could do three, you could focus on doing two. How do you think Danny Jones and Whitney Orton uh approach NCAs? What do they scratch? What do they event when they have those four events? I think Orton is going to do the DMR and the 3K, and I think Jones is going to do the mile and the 3K. Okay, so why do you think neither of them will do the 5K? I think neither of them will do the 5K because it's, well, for Orton, it's still a stretch in terms of her true ability, remember? I mean, she was really good in cross, but uh, last year on the track, she was 1,500. I think they both, and I think for 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 Danny. Just a 5K champion. Just Yeah, but it's just a better route for, competition-wise, the mile is more open than the than the 5K. I think Kaladi and Monson are going to be tough. And he's right now. Yeah, I think they both ran the 5K to Monty get it. doesn't have a 5K time yet. She doesn't? Well, there's going to be someone there in the 5K, whereas I think in the mile... There's going to be nobody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, pull up the mile yeah, list right now. Um, and also, I think she ran... The only reason she got the 5K time, I think, was to get an Olympic trials mark out of the way during the winter, and, and so she didn't need to worry about it. So I think that's the reason she... She, she was ran. saying Dan Jones is doing the mile because it's easier, right? And she's... She's won, hasn't she won that race before? She, no, she was, she, she won the 3K in DMR yeah. a couple of years ago, right? She's won the 5K outdoors. Right. So. So she's doing it because the, I, the she's fun doing, factor. She's doing it because it's her best distance in college. It is her best distance, the mile. Then why does she do the 1500 outdoors? That's the mile. Uh, she got a late start, remember? She was hurt. Okay. And then she, I don't think she was doing too much speed stuff. I could be okay. misremembering. She does it because it's her best distance and she's already won the 5K and it's easier. Because it's not as deep a field. The competition's not as deep, yeah. So then why would Whitney Orton not do the mile? I think to go Why is she doing a DMR over the mile? Okay, to go all in on the DMR. And the DMR, essentially, as we know, turns into a mile race. Then why doesn't Danny Jones go all in on the DMR? They're a little bit farther. Well, 
dot, 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 the DMR turns into a mile race. But we've seen, remember Virginia Tech two years ago on the men's side, right? Yeah, Stanford. Pushed from the front yeah. to open it up, put a lot of pressure. We thought New Mexico and Josh Kerr were going to have a chance. He got the batons too far back. BYU has two 205 women. They have the, the other legs covered. Not so much that they're going to be blowing everybody out. But then that race comes down to a mile race between, let's look at those top teams, right, that have run fast times. Washington, Stanford, Arkansas, BYU. And okay. could be Colorado. Colorado, Colorado 1059. Okay. Colorado uh, converted 1059. They were like well over 11, which DMR conversions, whatever. So uh, they're a little bit of ways back. They'll be five, right? And then there's a bigger group. I think Florida is the next one in there. I think Hold if on. Colorado put, ran, they would be in it. I don't think they would be dropped by seven seconds. I think I think they would put a lot of pressure on I think I think BYU, Stanford, Washington, and Arkansas would put a ton of pressure on the first three legs. The race would open up and Jones would have a tough task to to reel people back in. And if she ran the mile earlier that if she ran the mile pre them earlier that day, uh, it would be very difficult. So then you have Arkansas who I'm assuming Izzo is just going to run 3K, 5K. Werner is redshirting. Gregory, I believe, is not yeah. running. So it's it's like Villon and, and Devin Clark. I think Orton is stronger than them. Stanford? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Donnie, you their favorite. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, there's like, it comes down, I think, to Stanford versus BYU in the DMR, and I would like their odds there. BYU. Here's the thing, though. Think about this. Would Orton regret it? Would imagine if Danny Jones decided to do the exact same thing Orton did? Who do you think's better, Danny Jones or Orton? Well, Jones right now. Okay, but but their five k times weren't too far apart. We're not talking five. five. We're talking three k and under. I mean, Orton's running really well right now. But Danny Orton, Orton is in is close enough to where if a couple things break right in a tactical race, Orton could be there. This, hear me out this way: Would Orton have regrets? If she loses to Dan Jones in the DMR, and then the mile is just like and no, and then like who's in the mile? A, like a four thirty-four girl wins. Read the, the mile. mile. Read the mile. List. Would she have more regrets that, or would she rather, like, uh no versus the opposite? Yeah, I think. So if, this is the mile. Danny Jones, who we think will run it, yeah. four twenty-seven. Orton. 429, who I guess you're saying not run it. Wendy Kalati, 432, won't run it. Danae Rivers. Sure, on the 800, probably. 432, won't run it. Julia Haymack and Ella Donahue, or Stanford, would they not run it because they just want to do the DMR right. fresh? And then you get down to Sarah Edwards, 434, Virginia Tech. The, my, my take is I think Whitney and Danny should double and do the mile and the DMR because the mile prelims are going to be a joke. 10 qualify to the final. Right, right, right. The 10th, most likely, if you take out people who are take out for double, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Basically, the 10th best time is going to be Loti Black of Rhode Island, 436. So, do you think Danny Jones and Whitney Orton could easily use up not a lot of energy to go up against 436 girls and qualify? Yeah, but you still have to run a little bit. It still puts something in your legs and then... Three hours recovery. Yeah. I mean, we saw it last year uh, with all the... I mean, Josh Kerr kind of cruised through the 
prelims a couple years ago. I keep using that as a parallel. Look, I think if you're going to err on going into the wrong race, I think you err on going into the wrong race in the DMR because at least you got your team with you, right? And if you're going to get second, I think you'd rather be second, like program-wise, I think you'd rather be second in that. But here, what about this for Danny Jones? Would she want to do the DMR and not the mile so that she's fresher for the 3K and not have a mile final before her? That's, well, and that's why I think Orton would be better served to just do the DMR and not worry about that. The 3K is going to be Wild. bloodbath, man. That's going to be crazy out there. So that's what I think they're going to so do. So you're, you're, you're saying Orton, DMR 3K, Jones, mile 3K. Yeah, neither of them are running the five. I think that's pretty much guaranteed. I think it's just a matter of what you're wild. Danny Jones, 800, 5K. <laughs> that would be awesome. The weirdest double of all time. I mean, the 800 prelim. That pretty... actually would be kind of wild if she did that. Extra day arrest. She'd be the first one ever to win that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a Sifan Hassan move. She right? could do that. Yeah. 800 prelim is going to be a joke. She could win the five. Colorado, get that going. Danny Jones, 800, 5K double. Go right. for it. What else did you want to ask So me? I want to do some like... Uh, Big deal, Reac- not a deal. Yeah, big deal, not a big deal. Yeah. Reaction, overreact. Sure, what, all what, that. How do you call it? All those segments. Everything that PTI did. Okay, ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First one. Yeah. Hit me with it. Chloe Abbott. Mm-hmm. What was she at? Uh, what was her? What's her PR? PR of 50.98. Yeah, at NCAAs last year. She yeah. was second. She was second at NCAAs. Outdoors, yeah. She's currently ranked 20th. In what the is 400, she, she's run 53.19. How many races has she run? She's run, she was 14th at Tiger Paul Invitational. She yeah, was 14th. a big deal. Is this a big deal or not a big deal? Yeah, a big deal. I mean, that race, the women's 400 is wide open. Yeah. She is one of the people who could win it, so we've seen enough from her to be like, hey, I don't know what happened in the 53 race, but yeah. That was the only one, too. Yeah. So that's a big deal that she's ranked 20th? Yeah. You made so Top you, 16, get in, right? Yeah. Did they change the rule? Okay, yeah, it's a big deal then. Big deal. She's good. Another one. Devin Dixon, no, not ranked in the top 16 in the 800. Not a big deal. I think he's going to get the mark at SECs. I think he'll be he'll be fine. He only has run one 800 this year, right? And it was like a weird, quirky race in the 150s at Tiger Paw. So... I think he'll get to NCAA's. Whether or not he wins, that's another story. It's always been. So you'll get the time. Yes. This weekend or next weekend. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Avi Wilson Pertiti. Yeah. Run, has only run like two hundred eight this year. Not in the top thirty. Yeah, I mean, is Nia Aikens just going to win the eight hundred? Yeah, but do you think that if she what was it, Avi? She's second or third. At yeah, Alcorn? no, she was good. Um, is that a big deal? That she? Or do you yes. think she'll qualify or not? Or they, what is she right now? She's like fortieth. So what does she have left? Just is she an MPSF? MPSF. No, Mountain West. Mountain West. I'm sorry. Uh, I think she'll get in. Yes, I think she'll get in. We were talking about Rivers winning the eight, or not Rivers. Um, Dan Jones winning the eight hundred. I forgot Nia Aikens has run too flat. So yeah, that's not happening. Here we go. Let's go on the men's side. Five K. Yep. So NAU mm-hmm. currently has five in, uh, ranked first, third. 11th, 12th, and 15th. Not, Ryan Raff. Not a big deal. Ryan, no, no hold on. No, this is what I'm trying to get. Ryan Raff, Joking. 15th. Yeah. 1340.99. 16th is 1341 Should Ryan Raff be worried? Yes. Yes. You think so? You think two people will run a fast enough fight, will run sub 1341? 
in the next two weeks? I think he should be worried. That's different than I think he's going to get bumped, but I think he should be worried. He should be worried. I mean, look at how many guys have run under 750 in the 3,000, right? Yeah. It's a deep, it's a deep year. It's a deep year. I'd be worried. Do you think Cooper Tier would run the 5K over the DMR? I feel like they're going to run the DMR because the DMR is wide open for the men, and they have a much better chance of winning the DMR than he does winning. But the they 5K. have they have Charlie Hunter and James West. Yeah. They could have those two do the 12 in the fifth in the mile, and then have Cooper Tier score points in the five. I mean, Cooper Tier's better though, right? Cooper Tier gives them the best chance to win the DMR. I don't think so. Who's the DMR favorite? I mean, I think James West is a great miler. He's 335, 1500. He could kick with the best of them. Who's the DMR favorite right now? Notre Dame? Notre Dame. I mean, this is sort of almost like a women's scenario where you got BYU and Stanford, right? I, right now, unless someone does something crazy, I feel like on the men's side of things, you have, I mean, Stanford's always going to be lurking, and we don't know what NDU is going to do, but we have Notre Dame and we have Oregon. So if you start with basically a 50% shot to win it, I feel like you got to put everything into that race. You know my hot take? I bet you what Oregon does is I bet Cooper Tier is going to skip MPSF. He's going to go to BU, try to run an Olympic 5K standard, and then run the 5K indoors. Two 5Ks? Two weeks? I don't know. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Cooper Tier, Olympic 5K stand. He's going to run. Are you, are you reporting that? No, that's what I think You're is going to happen. You're not I'm reporting. I'm not reporting. You have to clarify. So, yeah, I'm not reporting. Okay. I just have a, a lot of people a strong opinion. Okay. But not reporting. Of course not. Again, we're clarifying that this is not your reporting. This is you just speculating. Yeah, speculation. Uh, I think you're right. James West is good. When they ran the collegiate record, was James West on the 1200 leg, or did he he ran the? I feel like he ran the 1200 leg. Is that right? Um, he ran the 1200. Yeah. Hunter ran the 800, and then Tier ran the mile. I would run that team back. I would run that team back. And 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 put Tier heads up with Nagoose on the anchor. I would do it. If he jumps in the five thousand, what's the best case scenario for Tier in the five thousand? I mean, a great third. race would be third, yeah. right? But with Klecker, with Kurgot, with but the thing is, NAU. Tier getting third, six points. That's six extra points that you want to get with versus like going from eight to ten. You're trading off six for two. But as if you're not going to win, the, they're not going to win the meet, right? They're not going to get no. on the podium. Wouldn't you rather just have a win? Yeah, that's true. Like, would you rather have 10 points with one win, or would you rather have, like, three minor points, places? Yeah. yeah. I think I think at this point for Oregon, like, you want to win. You want to double. But do you think, you know, Robert Johnson is thinking that way? or he's thinking, He might, because that's good. Or that's, is he thinking more like, we're in the business of points? <laughs> we're in the points business. I mean, what's the what's the bigger high, highlight or headline is it Oregon gets six in the meet or is it Oregon win Oregon's men's wins. DMR wins and they have this magical season where they get the collegiate record and they win NCAAs I mean Oregon for so long obviously hung their hat on the distance races and they've struggled in recent years I mean cross was pretty the cross team and ran decently well um, on the men's side of things last year the women won yeah but I think Oregon if they want to get back to that bread and butter they got to start putting up some wins and I think that's more important than Cobbling together some points. Hit me with another one. We only got a little All bit of time left. So uh, another one, Stanford. Stanford's interesting. So I think Stanford matters a lot. What they choose to do. Are you talking about the women? Men. Oh, okay. The women. Let me well, talk about well, the women real quick. We gotta talk about the women. That's first. similar to the Danny Jones yeah, dilemma, right? Donahue, Haymack, Haymack, and Lawson. Right. 
and how they use to how they choose to deploy those is going to be big. I think like Orton and Jones are not reporting. Gordon is not reporting. Not yeah. reporting. Yeah, I think they all run the mile or five k. I think that they do not go for a fresh DMR. I really? Think, I think they. Well, that'd be good news for BYU yeah. then. I don't think they do fresh DMR. And you're not reporting this. Not reporting it. Okay. This is based off of I think in last year's coaching staff they go all in on the DMR, but I think in this year's coaching staff they go towards individual events. See, I think I think JJ Clark wants wants to start off with the dub too. Why wouldn't he want to win it? I I uh, I disagree. I, I mean, know. again, there's only a few teams that can win it. You start off with really good odds in the DMR. You go into the mile, yeah, maybe you have three women that come in, but if Danny Jones is there, you're you're going to be in trouble. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, oh, Sanford men? What do they do? Yeah, so uh, sh- this is uh, should we be worried or not worried. Oh, okay. Sorry. So Stanford men, back. Uh, Thomas Ratcliffe runs a four flat yeah. in January. Okay. Then scratches the Husky Classic. Should we be worried? Yeah. Basically. And if Ratcliffe is not doing running, does that mean that Stanford isn't going to be like relevant in the in the finals? Yeah, I'd be worried. I mean, look at Ratcliffe's injury history. Maybe they're just being super cautious with him, but I'd be concerned. He started off so great in cross and obviously ended so great outdoors. Yes, I'd be worried. I think that's a big deal. Okay. Something to watch. Because when he's at his best, he's a guy who can run with Kurgot. He's a guy who can run with Klecker, right? Right. Like He could be yeah. that third guy right there. He could be in the mix with he the He was ending. so good outdoor last year. Yeah. Like, so I think it's a big deal. If he's not there... It's it's uh, opens up another spot. Okay, last one. Here we go. USC. Uh, wait for it. Chanel Persett. Chanel Persett. 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 She's the defending champ, right? Yeah. She's currently ranked 16th in the 60 hurdles. Is her title? Should we be worried that one? Should we be worried that she won't make the meet? Should we be worried that she won't finish top three? No and yes. Okay, so she will wait to meet. Tania Marshall's been on fire. I think she should worry about top three, though, because you have... Uh, How does that happen where you're the third best on your team after winning the title the previous I, year? Well, number one, their team is really good. Yeah. That's part of it. Number two, you saw it with how we started the segment with someone like Chloe Abbott in the 400. Yeah. The indoor season is just so sh- short. If you're not ready to go right away... You get left behind. Very quickly. That's and true. And... You're forced to say, hey, do I scramble to get this back together or do I just slow down and get ready for outdoors? Because, again, I think people view outdoors as a little bit more important than indoors. But not us. Not on this show. We love indoors, right? Yeah, we love indoors. Of course. It's one of our top two favorite track seasons. Yeah. Top three. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, So uh, where are you going tomorrow? You're not going to be here? I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Spokane. Spokane, Washington. Washington. Uh, Shout out to Gonzaga. Just I'm not going to Gonzaga. I'm going to a wedding. Uh, but if Gonzaga people are there, let me know. Uh, yeah, so it'll be you and Lincoln. That means the episode will probably start somewhere around 9.45 or 9.50 tomorrow. Probably. Yeah, so it'll get out even later. Uh, but this was fun. Yes. Thank you for uh, the two great episodes this week. Remember, you can watch this on the site, but you also can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We need to create an email address. For next week, I think we should create an email address. Like... People email and questions? Yeah, like the Flow Track Podcast, something, something. Actually, we should register that before we do it so someone doesn't grab it. Someone's that totally going to grab it. Damn. That'll be actually awesome if someone does grab it. That means they're listening 
right now. One hour into this fourth podcast. So <laughs> actually, I would respect them if they actually steal that. Shout out to you. Shout out to all you guys uh, for doing that. But we should start one of those. That'd be fun. Um, and I am reporting that. That is a fact. We are <laughs> reporting that we're going to start an email address. We'll talk to you guys soon.